You're listening to the Proteus Leader Show with Erica Anderson, where you'll get practical tools and insights for leading and managing and staying ready for the future. Erica is the founding partner of Proteus, a firm that focuses uniquely on leader readiness. A nationally known executive coach and best-selling author, you may already know her as one of the most popular leadership bloggers on Forbes.com. Ready for something you can use today? Here's Erica. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Proteus Leader Show. So my guest today is Courtney Monroe, the CEO of the National Geographic Global Networks. And she's also one of the high payoff learners I profiled in my last book, Be Bad First, and a great example of someone who's had to learn fast in a big new job. So welcome, Courtney. It's so good to have you with us. Thank you, Erica. I am honored to be here. (laughs) So you and I have been working together since you became a first-time CEO a couple of years ago, and you've done such a good job at that that I thought you'd be the ideal person to help our listeners get better at the kind of rapid on-the-job learning that most of us need to do all the time these days. Yeah, I, I, it hasn't, you know, I think it doesn't stop. I mean, I, it is a really, it's an every, it's an everyday thing. Every day I look back at the day before and say, oh, look at that. Look how I learned that. Or, oh, if I had only known yesterday what I now know today, what a better decision I might have made. So I think it's a sort of a, a never-ending process, which I think is a good and energizing thing. Well, and I love that you're saying that because that's, as you know, the whole premise of the Be Bad First book. And I think it's accurate. I think anybody, I mean, I'm sure there are some jobs where you just do the same thing every day, but they're getting fewer and fewer. And I think most people, we we need to get better at learning how to do new things all the time. So, so let's just roll into it. I, as you know, I have a couple of questions for you. So what, if you think back to when you were a new CEO, what, what did you find some of the biggest learning challenges were? I think by far the biggest challenge for me was not knowing what I didn't know. Because, you know, it's one thing if you don't know the answers, but you at least know the questions to ask. Yeah. Right? If you, But if you don't even know what questions you should be asking, because you may not even sort of have enough context to do that, that to me was sort of the most daunting aspect of the job, is sort of not knowing what I don't know and constantly feeling like, I should be doing things, but I don't even know what they are. I probably should be looking into certain issues. I don't necessarily know what they are. I'm not exactly sure what questions. Am I asking all the right questions? Um, That's the most daunting. That's the most daunting part. I've sort of gotten to the point now where I feel at least more comfortable knowing what questions I should be asking more of or sort of what issues I probably need to learn more of. But in the beginning, I didn't even know what those issues were. Yeah. Over the years, we've realized that that's one of the core things about being a novice is you don't know what you don't know. So how did you, what did you do to overcome that? How did you find out what it was that you needed to know? I think what I did most is is be very open about that fact and and sort of not embarrassed about that mm. fact and very, you know, kind of overt and and told people around me, my team, um, not to assume anything, you know, not to assume that I knew what questions I should be asking them, you know, to to sort of invite them to you know, be patronizing, you know, be, yeah. you know, don't assume and, you know, be, I was okay with being vulnerable. And I think you have a, a window of time 
Um, I mean, look, I'm that way all the time, but I think you certainly have a window of time, particularly in the beginning, where the expectation isn't that you know everything because you're brand new in a new job. I think you take advantage of that time and you let people in and you invite people to help. And I remember sometimes saying to people, okay, explain this to me as if I'm in fifth grade. Mm. I had a fifth grader at the time. And, and that was super helpful because there may be brand new complex business issues that I was sort of learning about for the first time. I'm a quick learner. If you tell me what the issues are and present it to me, I can synthesize that quickly um, and help make informed decisions and ask follow-up questions. Um, but I might not you know, have any command of the information out of the gate. So I would say to people, you know, this is what I know really, really well. These are areas that are brand new to me and I need your help. Sure. And and just explain it to me and really don't assume I understand it all. Um, don't assume that just because I'm not asking you, I must have that answer or it's not important. And explain it to me as if I'm in fifth grade. Just to in, And I promise you, you'll, you'll only have to do that once. You're talking about something that I think is so essential and you're, that you're particularly good at, which is being willing to acknowledge your noviceness. I mean, we talk about this a lot, that you know, that having that internal mindset that how could I know this? I've never done this before. Of course I don't know it, you know? And I think that's so hard for people. And once you open up to that, um, people around you can help, which kind of leads me to my second question, which is, and you're already talking about this really, that, you know, as leaders, we can also have a huge impact on how our employees learn or don't. So what, how do you see yourself as a leader making it easier for your folks to also be great, great learners? I think you just have to model good behavior, mm. you know, and model the behavior that you want uh, to see in others. So, you know, if others see me as being comfortable asking what somebody might think is a really obvious, dumb question in the room, but if I don't know the answer to it, then I should be asking that question. And I and and so modeling that and and showing people that that it's fine to be that, and you can be super smart, incredibly qualified leader, but you don't have all the answers, yeah. right? If it were that easy, then every company would just be run by one person, <laughs> right? <Yeah>. So <laughs> it takes experts and domain experts and and um, and you know I like to always say you know the best thing that I can do as a leader is surround myself with people who are smarter than me, more expert than me, and then my job is you know to synthesize that and and collectively make the right decisions, but. Um, you know, the best thing I can do is kind of model that behavior, model the behavior of a learner, model the behavior of somebody who's willing to learn, acknowledges the need to learn every day, um, you know, isn't right all the time, doesn't have all the answers, because um, that's a dangerous thing. It's a yeah. dangerous thing if somebody, and it's a reckless thing in any position in the in the company. It doesn't matter if you're at the top or you're in the middle or you're towards the bottom, um, you know, and I, and I and that you have all the answers, pretend you have all the answers. Yeah. And I think that just comes with experience and maturity and confidence. You know, when I first started working at the age of 21, I was afraid to show that I didn't know things. Cause then I thought people would think that I wasn't smart or yes. I wasn't capable enough. And I just didn't have enough context and maturity to know that why would somebody think that right out of college I would know how to do all this? The right. whole point is that I was learning, right? But that just takes time. And I just think if people see the person at the top willing to operate that way and behave that way and 
then then they'll feel comfortable doing that too. And you'll have a company of lifelong learners, which is yeah. exactly what you want. Yeah. I think that's, I, I love what you're saying. I think that's exactly right. Modeling is so powerful. It, it makes it normal. And especially if people, as I know you do, do it in public. If leaders are willing in a meeting to say, wait, I don't know much about that. Can you, as you said, can you explain it to me like I'm in fifth grade? I mean, because you know everyone in the meeting is standing there going, wow, she's our boss and she's saying that? I guess it's okay to not know everything, you know. It also might instill them with complete lack of confidence <laughs> at the top. But my, but my hope is that's not the case. And my hope is, and look, I think there does come a point in your tenure where you sh- should no longer have it, you know, be having to ask some of all those obvious questions, right? So I have enough confidence in myself at this point to know that, you aren't going to have to explain it to me like a fifth grader 10 times, right? right? So right. I'm a, you know, and I think as long as people see that in you and as long as you see that in your team and the people that report to you, that's, that's a great thing. And you have tons of confidence in those people. Well, it's I a different situation if, if it's, yes, if it if goes on and on, on and on. And, on. Of course. and that's the other, the, so the, to complete the loop, I think that, um, I think what you're saying is, you know, if you, are confident enough to say in public with your employees, hey, I don't know much about this. Can you explain it to me? And they go, wow. And they think it's probably good, but, you know, someone might be thinking, geez, I've never seen an executive do this. Does it mean she's an idiot, you know? But then if you immediately, as you say, learn, if you use your native curiosity and your willingness to be bad first to then move ahead quickly so that you don't, as you say, have to ask them 10 times, that's maybe the only time you have to have it explained to you as a fifth grader. And then the questions that you ask subsequent to that are clear that you're learning and, and building up your knowledge in this area, then people absolutely start to see it as a good thing. One of the reasons people don't do this is because they think it will make them look weak or unconfident. But in my experience, what you're saying is absolutely true, that people are willing to do this when they are confident, and usually it looks confident. Like if you're the leader in a meeting, you're going, hey, I don't understand that very well. Can you explain to me this and that? That looks, you know, really confident. (laughs) I think that's exactly right, and I think people confuse that sometimes and they think that they need to have all the answers and and appear all buttoned up and and that's such a dangerous thing I think for organizations and such an unfortunate thing for individuals because then it's then then at some point you're gonna have imposter syndrome it's like I don't really know what I'm doing (laughs) right pretending yes I'm just pretending (laughs) and and you're not doing and 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 ultimately that reveals itself to people so you know, I, I also think that people like to be brought in, you know, and feel valuable and feel respected. Yes. So when you're asking them their opinion and you're acknowledging that they are more of an expert, I may be the boss, but I acknowledge and respect the fact that you know more about this than I do. Yeah. I think that makes people feel good and instills them with confidence, yeah, you know, and feel valuable. Yeah. And everybody wants to feel valuable. Everybody wants to feel respected, yeah. you know, and so I think that it has the added benefit aside from helping you uh, get up to speed and learn, it has the added value of, you know, instilling, um, you know, good feelings and confidence in the people around you. Um, I do think in order for this to work, you have to surround yourself with the right people so that you're learning from the right people. And sometimes that takes time because if you don't know what you don't know, it may be too, you need some time to assess, are these people the right 
people for me to be right. seeking as my, you know, counsel of advisors. Yeah, they the have time. to be good sources. They have to be good sources. And so, sometimes that takes a little while to suss out till you have more command in the job. Yeah. So if we had to, uh, if you had to, from your experience over this last couple of years, and I get the feeling from your whole work life, pick one piece of advice that you would give to people starting in a kind of bigger new job, what, what would that be? Be willing to show vulnerability. Mm, that's great. In all the ways that we've talked about for the last 10 or 15 minutes. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Because I just think it's the only way you're going to learn. Um, and you have this great runway, particularly in the beginning, to be soaking it all in. But you've got to be willing. And yeah. you've got to be willing to ask the questions and invite it in. Or you never get that opportunity. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't do that three years into a big job. It's too late at that point. Yeah, yes. And it creates, uh, I mean, I'm just reinforcing everything you've been saying. Uh, it, when leaders do show that vulnerability, it creates such a great environment for other people to be able to do the same thing. Other people to come to you when things aren't going well or when they don't understand something rather than trying to hide it from you or trying to gut it out, sort of. So Right, and I, I think, think it has great. the other added benefit of just right out of the gate creating a really transparent, open dialogue with your teams, yes. which is what yeah. you want on an ongoing basis. So people feel like they can say what they need to to you. Um, yeah, yeah. And the things that you might not even want to hear – but but that's so critical right. and but so that you, you need, need to, to hear yeah yeah but <laughs> that you need to hear and you need to create an environment and foster an environment where that's not only permissible it's invited yeah that's great so thank you so much Courtney i i really think this will be helpful to anyone who's listening since we all have to do this all the time we're all good you know, well you know what yeah. having the conversation is just a good reminder for me too oh you that's know? great so yeah so thank you very much. You're welcome. And for everybody who's listening, if you're interested in finding out more about this topic of how to become a great learner, a master of mastery, just go to BeBadFirst.com for lots of free resources. We'll talk again soon. Until then, here's to creating the life you most want. We hope you're feeling better equipped to create the career, the business, and the life you want. For more insights and tools for leadership and management, join us at ProteusLeader.com. Have an excellent day, and thanks for listening.